Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Regular Guy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dave. It is Thursday, January 7th, 2021. We are on the precipice of the first, this is like a mega wild card weekend. Um, as always, enjoyed by James. Hey, thanks for having me. What's going on, everybody? As usual, make sure you're getting over to the website, uh, regularguysports.com. Make sure you follow us on social media. Twitter is at RGS time. Instagram's hashtag regularguysports. And Facebook.com backslash regularguysports. podcast in a while so um, I think the big thing is is let's do a quick little you know kind of review of the season uh, sure what we got right what we got wrong um, what you like didn't like um, you want to start yeah I mean um, sure I'll, I'll take the lead here you know I, I will say this is I don't know if it's with the you know the whole pandemic and everything like this I, th- I really feel like football is just an absolute godsend this year um, I know I really enjoyed it I had a lot more free time than I normally would and the fact that the NFL was able to muster through their 17 weeks, you know, obviously there was delays in games, stuff like that, but without having to add an extra week, without missing a ton of games, a ton of players, it's just, I, I really want to commend the NFL and just say thank you for being there for us. I know, I, I think I speak for a lot of a lot of uh, football fans when I say that this, is, this was a time where we really needed football. Um, and it's just been great. There's been some really great games. The storylines have been great. You nailed it at the first beginning of this podcast. Talk about how cool it is that we finally have six games on Wild Card Weekend. I mean, that's just awesome. Um, that's my initial takeaway from it. As for the season, you know, I thought I thought it was hilarious. Just a couple of quick points on the season. The NFC East was hilarious all season long. Um, God forbid, uh, you know, obviously, I don't wish any will Ill willing on Dallas Cowboys fans with Dak Prescott's injury. That was horrible. I like Dak as a person. But as for the other teams, I mean, it just was a, it was just a hodgepodge of kind of comedy. And um, that was funny. I thought Tampa Bay exceeded expectations, exceeded my expectations. Um, teams and other teams in the NFC, like Arizona, um, they were well below my expectations. I thought I realized through that whole thing with Arizona that Kingsbury might not be a good coach. I know some guys like um, Bill Simmons are really down on him. I wouldn't quite say that yet. I know that Kyler had a lot of injuries. They've had a lot of weird stuff going on this year. That was interesting. AFC-wise, I thought the AFC was way stronger than you and me, especially me. I initially thought it was going to be. Um, Buffalo really surpassed what I thought they were going to do. I thought the the Steelers came out and played great. I know they they started off they started off great at 10-0, and then they had a pretty bad stretch there. But the AFC South, I always pay a lot of attention to that. Being a Colts fan, I really loved watching Tennessee. Congrats, Derrick Henry, for another 2,000-yard um, rushing season. And then the AFC West was, you know, I thought the Raiders had a shot in that division, and they didn't do as good as they would. But um, on the AFC West, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the season the chance of Herbert playing, and I think it's awesome that he came out and he played great, and he's got a real shot at um, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, well said. Um, yeah, I agree with you on um, the NFL being there. Um, mm-hmm. They did a good job of just pushing through. I thought they, from all the stuff I've read, they basically threatened teams. They've uh, <laughs> they find a lot of teams, and you know they basically said the games are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we had games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, which is kind of cool. And I just liked that they just pushed ahead, and I think that's 
Um, I thought them and the, uh, the UFC with Dana White basically paved the way. Is mm-hmm. You can't live in fear. I mean, you just got to keep on moving forward. Um, you got to do what you can do as far as protocols and do the best you can in that regard. And I'm sure they had a ton of lawyers looking at all that stuff, um, you know, doctors, whoever else. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it was just, you know, it's it's a product. You got to get it out there. Um, they also lost a ton of money with no fans. I mean, that it's not like they, you know, obviously they made money, but, you know, they, they obviously lost money as well. I mean, it sounds like the cap's going to be, you know, go down 10 to $12 million next year. So that's going to be a real issue this offseason. Um, for me, kind of the story, especially with us doing podcasts, um, and writing about it every week, it's it's amazing the ebbs and flows of a season. And I think mm-hmm. for us, the things we kind of got wrong to start with was, well, at least for me, I think you agreed with me at the beginning was the the Packers. Um, you know, we, I think we weren't the only ones, but the you know the beginning of the season when they you know they drafted uh, Love out of Utah State, they drafted AJ Dillon, the running back. You know, kind of looked like the end for Rodgers and Jones, and yep. kind of you know. <laughs> A new thing, and you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers took it personally, and he played great this year. Um, I thought that's been interesting, kind of the ebbs and flows. You know, that then they got killed by Tampa Bay. Um, you know, there was no talk of Aaron Rodgers even being MVP until basically like week thirteen, mm-hmm. and so it's been kind of interesting. I think there's you know there's a lot of other teams like that as well. I think the Raiders are a good example, like you mentioned. I mean, they were looking like one of the best teams in the NFL there for a while, especially if they beat the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and they just go on a skid. I mean, they should have lost the Jets. They just went. They just fell completely apart. Um, so I think that's. I think that's kind of the interesting part. A um, couple other teams I was really wrong, not really wrong on, but um, I love Carolina. Um, the over five and a half wins on the season. I put some money down on that. Of course, they get the five wins. Which <laughs> yeah. is crazy. Um, their kicker had a chance to. You know, some of the field goals were really long, but they had a chance at the end of games to win three or four games. Um, Bridgewater didn't make mistakes or they missed field goals. Um, so that was a little bit rough. And it's, the other thing that I think is kind of funny too as well is when you look back at a season, like especially the gambling part, which we like to do, especially the future stuff, is how easy some of those bets should have been. If When you look back, I mean, why didn't we see Derrick Henry as the rushing leader? Yeah, and he, I mean, he blew it away. Sense. And I don't even think he was in the top. I think he was like five, fifth. I think he was like 10 to one or something like that. I don't think he was even close. Rodgers wasn't even close um, to the passing or no, Deshaun Watson. I mean, he was. I think he was like fourteen to one or something mm-hmm. like that. So I mean, there was a bunch of like, you know, there's a bunch of different things like that that you know they just kind of make sense. Um, so um, I guess so. A couple questions, real quick, and then we'll get into the, the game. So, your any thoughts on the Philadelphia Washington thing with uh, the coach pulling hurts? I know it's been a week of this crap. Like, I'm kind of tired of hearing it, but I just like to hear your opinion. So when I was watching the, I watched that game live. Um, you know, obviously, I kind of bear the emotions of what a Giants fan and what a Giants player would be thinking of that. I think that was very clear, intentional, intentional tanking. I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't really get it. The thing that really made me mad about it was him coming out afterwards and saying we were playing to win the game. You weren't playing to win the game. Why would you take Hurts out? He looked good. You know, he looked, I thought he looked good in that first half. He didn't look very good in that third quarter. Um, They got stopped on the goal line down there, but I don't quite get what happened. If it is true that they were tanking, I really think that Peterson, I, I don't think there's any fine that's big enough to hit him to show him what really, really he deserves for that. For guys, I mean, that defense, the defense was trying. They were out there playing their hearts out. And uh, you and me talk about this all the time, that football is a, it's really driven by your effort and the amount that you give for your team. And there's a lot of heart in football. Uh, over any other sport, it's really a team-driven, we believe in ourselves, we're going to band together like a band of brothers sport. 
And if that's true that he was tanking on them and that's what he did for them, that sucks for those players in that locker room. It sucks for everybody up from the top all the way down to the bottom. I think it's really despicable if that's what he did. Um, you know, I don't think anybody will really know for sure. It sure seemed like that on the outside. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't I mean, they didn't really have much to play for. I mean, if Peterson wanted to do that, he should have just started Sunday. Yes, and just, exactly. And just let it go. But, yeah, I um, – yeah, I, I don't know. I get. I, I don't know. I mean, I get the. It's weird. Like the report saying there's players who wanted to fight the coach and like they were just going crazy. I mean, what were they really playing for? I mean, for the coach, it makes sense. They to lose that game now. I think they. What are they top? I think yeah. they're six. I think if they yeah, lost they it, they got six. six. Think, if they won it, they got eleven. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's substantial, know, but why wouldn't you make that change at halftime at the very least? Yeah. Well, they were in that. I think they were ahead mm-hmm. at that point. I don't think they could. I mean, that was just a weird, weird decision. I get it. Um, I think the stuff All right. Wentz is so bad. So first game we'll talk about is the Colts went for the Bills. Oh, the Bills are um, a six and a half point favorite. Um, it went down. It was um, at seven. They got to make some serious changes. Um, they're going to have serious over under sixty one. Yeah, Wentz um, code. So obviously Buffalo. I don't, I don't think they're going to be. Um, a, fans are going to be allowed at the stadium. Going well for uh, Doug Peterson. Um, no. Kind of an added bonus for Buffalo. I, I got. I got a feeling they're going to be loud. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. what What's your thoughts on that game? So, I mean, I, I think my thoughts are pretty clear and simple on this one. Uh, obviously, Buffalo's a better team. Buffalo has all the momentum. They've been fantastic this year. 13-3 uh, and three is incredible. I think that, obviously, everybody on here that's listening, everybody knows I'm a diehard Colts fan. And I'll just lay it out very simple for you. Obviously, I have... I have. I want the Colts to win, and I think that they can win this game. But I, I think that it's it's one shot out of ten that they could win this, and this is exactly how they do it. The only way you can beat Buffalo is you got to start early. You got to run the ball. Jonathan Taylor has to play great. They have to start early, and they cannot get down. If Buffalo gets up by ten points, the game's over. I, if 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 there are any reason the game has to be in Philip Rivers' hands, it's over. It's going to be over. I think Indy's shot in this game is is they need to depend on their running core. Um, with they, you know, they would need to run hard with Jonathan Taylor, and then they need to do like third down play action plays with Naomi Hines, things like that. They need to have five, six minute drives. They need to kill the clock, and it needs to stay pretty low scoring, you know, like a 21 17 game. And then they need to rely on their defense, they need to rely on their linebacking core. The problem with Buffalo is they can spread the ball out, they can do that five re- or what is that four receiver set and not have a running back and have Josh Allen basically be the running back. The Colts, they can match up with that. A lot of teams can't. But what the Colts can't do is they can't they can't allow Buffalo to find a weakness in their defense. So if they can find that Diggs is getting out routes, which that's another wrinkle in this whole thing too. I don't know if you've seen, but Diggs and Cole Beasley are questionable in this game. They might not play. Oh, so that was the newest report coming out of there. I think nine times out of ten Buffalo wins this game. The Colts fan in me sees, sees the road to victory for Indianapolis, but I think that road's a very fine line and everything has to go exactly as planned. My last thing I want to say about the Colts on this one, being, you know, watching them all season, the one thing the Colts do is they get turnovers in opportune times. If they can force Josh Allen to make a mistake, especially in the first quarter or towards the end of the third quarter, a pick or a fumble or something like that and turn it into at least three points, I think they have a shot. Buffalo is way too high-powered for them. If Buffalo gets loose in this game, and if they go up 10-0 or they go up 14-7 or 14-3, it's over. It's over for the Colts. Yeah. Um, and speaking of tanking, I mean, you know, I know Buffalo wanted to win – that game against Miami, so they swept the AFC East. I think that's the first time they've ever done that. 
but how much more how much better would that have been if they would have faced Miami? Oh, I agree 100%. I mean, you you think I thought that was weird too. I mean, I was obviously pumped that they knocked Miami out cuz that's what, that's what gave the Colts the road to get into the playoffs. But I thought about it afterwards and you would think it if you're McDermott, wouldn't you sit there and say, "Boy, I'd way rather play Tua and the Miami Dolphins, even Fitzpatrick and the Miami Dolphins in the first round over this Colts defense and run game. That's the one thing Buffalo can't do is stop the run. Yeah, they've been better over the last month. But yeah, like he's, they're they're two, you know, their two losses against good teams were uh, had hundred and six yards, and then obviously um, Derrick Henry ran wild on them. They couldn't stop him. Yeah, I, for me, I think. So the spread now has gone down to six. Yeah, it was six and a half, wasn't it? So people, yeah, it just went down like right now as I'm watching it. Um, at seven, I would definitely take the Colts. Um, I, I think I'm Philip Rivers in a playoff game yeah. against a quality opponent. I just can't do it. No, I, I, don't I care agree. What they do, I, I think the only thing that's going to kill Buffalo and is going to be turnovers. I think McDermott. But more careful in the special teams. Um, Andre Roberts had some weird games where he's fumbled um, kickoff returns. I think they're going to be a little more careful with that. And, you know, I think Buffalo's – talk about a team with swagger. I mean, that team has got swagger. Yeah, it does. They, they're beating quality opponents, and they've been they've been doing – I mean, they've not been just beating them. They've been uh, dominating. I mean, the, you know, going back to Pittsburgh, the 49ers. Um, I know the 49ers are great, but they've been pretty good the last, you know, couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um and then last week, I mean, they absolutely embarrassed Miami. And Miami's not a bad team. So um, I, I just think Buffalo's too good on this one. I'd be worried if I were them. Um, but, again, I think turnovers are going to be the big – Buffalo has, you know, maybe one turnover, no, no mm-hmm. turnover time. They win that game hands down. But like you said, too, if the, if the Colts get those opportunity turnovers, especially like at the end of the half um, or on like a long drive and they end up getting a fumble recovery or a pick, uh, Josh Allen gets careless at the ball, the Colts absolutely have a chance. Yeah. No, I agree. I um, hope so. Yeah, the other thing is too. You know, um, we got. I think we have two rookie kickers too. Yeah, we do. Right, Blankenship and um, what is? I don't can't think of Buffalo's kicker. Yeah, Blankenship's a rookie. Bass. Bass yeah, <coughs> it could come down to that. Yeah, so I think weather will be an issue too. I mean, if there's any kind of weather events or it gets windy up there, mm-hmm. um, that could be that could be a deal as well. Um, so what do you what would you take? Would you take the Colts to cover? I would take the Colts to cover. I think I think that I think that the most likely scenario in this game is that it's close. I see Buffalo winning this by a field goal. I mean, it, it pains me to say that. I think whichever team wins, I think you kind of nailed it there talking about the kickers. I think this game's going to come down to a last second field goal. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, I know there's a I know I have a lot of friends that are jumping on Indianapolis here just because of the points. But I, Buffalo clearly is a better team, and they have the momentum. But we've seen in the past many times these teams that they're new and upcoming, and they get all this momentum. People are crowning them Super Bowl favorites and stuff like that, and they get into a first-round tough matchup. And they, I, I don't know. I don't know. I want the Colts to win. I think they have a shot. I think if they're down by three with two minutes left and Philip Rivers has the ball in his hands, I might shut the TV off. I just can't watch it. I mean, I just... You nailed it on the head. I can't trust Philip Rivers in a playoff game. I've hated him all season. He's been horrible. The Colts should be 13-3. and three. There's games, there's stupid games they've lost, and they've been because of Philip Rivers. Um, I think Buffalo's great. I love Josh Allen. I think he's awesome, and I really hope they get this game done. So I'm going to be – I think what I'm going to be doing this weekend as far as betting goes, I'm going to be teasing a lot of these games. So if you had your chance, so six-point tease, would you – 
would you tease the Bills down to basically a pick them, or would you tease the Colts up to plus twelve? I'd tease the Colts up to plus twelve. What I think. Yeah, so. that's what I. I mean, that's just what I think. All right, so Rams and Seahawks. Seahawks are favored by three. Um, that one started, I think, at four or four and a half. Over under is forty one and a half. I don't get the spread at all. I mean, um, it doesn't sound like Goff's playing, or you know, it doesn't sound like he's playing, which I think might be a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just don't understand the spread. I mean, I don't think these teams are equal. Um, I know these games have been pretty close, but I think this, I think Seattle's a you know battle tested team. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be ready to go. I think Jamal Adams, he's supposed to be playing. Um, I think they're ready to go. I mean, I don't really have much to even say about this game. I think for me, I'm going to be teasing Seattle no matter what. I'm going to be teasing them down to plus three because I think Seattle, in the end, I think Seattle will be there right at the end or win outright. Yeah. Or win big. I mean, I think that's the other thing. I think if you know if a team's going to win, I think it's going to be win big. It's going to be Seattle. Yeah, you know, um, I, I I think this has obviously been witnessed by everybody, including you. Seattle hasn't looked really that great in the last, what, five, six games. Um, I think they're they're well overmatched against Los Angeles. Um, like you said, I don't know who's going to play. They, they haven't said yet, but it looks like it's going to be that Walford guy or Wolford or whatever his name is. Um, I think Seattle's a clear victor here. I think if they just take care of the ball, Wilson doesn't do anything crazy. That's the one thing that scares me with Wilson is he can throw weird interceptions at weird times. But I like Seattle here. And I wouldn't say I like them big, but I'd say I like them by like 10. I think it's a pretty easy win for Seattle. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think special teams, everything, I think they're just better. Yep. I think the Rams, the Rams' big thing is, um, you know, in my pick article last week, that it went 4-1 and one in, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, the big thing I said is why I liked, you know, nobody had, or, or I don't know, I'm sure some people had, you know, Arizona or um, the Rams, but why I like them over them is because I think, you know, I think the Rams are well coached. Um, they're going to play conservative. Um, they're just going to try not to make those big mistakes. And that's kind of what they did. I mean, obviously, Wolford threw that pick six right off the bat, but um, which obviously was terrible. But that's how they're going to play football. So the Seattle just cannot make those turnovers. They can do long drives, make their field goals, not commit turnovers. I think they're going to win the game going away. So I agree with you on that. Yep. Uh, the third game on Saturday is Tampa Bay at Washington football team. Washington is a seven and a half point underdog at home. Over over under is forty four and a half. Um, I'll go ahead and start with this one. Um, you know I've struggled with this one all week. Um, to me, I think Washington has everything you need to, you know, deal with Tom Brady. Basically, is you have a push up front. Um, you can rush with four. Um, I, I think to me the big one on this one is going to be the under. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a battle. Um, I think Tampa Bay's defense should be able to deal with Alex Smith, and I think it's going to be a quarterback by committee too, as well. I don't think Alex Smith's going to play the whole game. Um, there's a couple of things that concern me on the Tampa side as well. Um, Devin White, their outstanding um, middle linebacker, is going to be out. That's a problem. Um, you know, he's he's basically the heart and soul of that defense. So I think Antonio Gibson could have a pretty nice day. Um, Terry McLaurin could do all right as well. They. That's the one thing Tampa Bay struggles with defensively is the deep, the deep ball and basically getting the ball downfield, which I know Alex Smith can do. He doesn't like to do it, but he can do it. So if they can make, you know, if they can strike downfield, they, they, they could be in real, real good shape. Um, again, I think Tampa Bay. To me, the to me the spread just seems too high, and it, I know it's gone down quite a bit. I think it was an eight, eight and a half earlier in the week. Um, but to me, I think for me the bet's going to be as far as teases go. I still, I still think Tampa's a better team. I think they have you know, just the better players, better quarterback, people that have been there before. Um, Washington's, you know, this is their first time really going for any of their players. 
So I like the tease on that for Tampa, but I think Washington could cover this. And I think it's going to go down to the end of the game. Yeah, you know, I think you kind of nailed it perfectly. The one thing I would add to that, um, I'm obviously I'm on the side of Tampa Bay too. I I really want to be on the side of Washington here. Just like you said perfectly, I think that their defense matches up well for what Tampa Bay does on offense. I think that they're not. I think they're going to have a not a super difficult time stifling that potent offense that we've seen the last couple of weeks, and they've been uncorking it. My one, obviously, the thing that changes it back over to Tampa for me is Washington's offense is inept. You know, even with a healthy Alex Smith, I just don't feel like they can move the ball. I don't know what it is. Um, they looked absolutely horrendous against Philadelphia that whole second half. They needed to score, like, th- all they needed to do was score, like, three points. That game was over. I Granted, they still won. They just looked horrible. Um, we've seen Washington's defense going to Seattle. They've played Russell Wilson great. Um, Washington has a good shot here to keep this game low scoring. I'm really worried that if, you know, it just takes two big plays by Tampa Bay. And that's 14 points right there. Two long touchdowns. That's 14 points right there. I don't think Washington can score more than 13 to 17. Um, I think Tampa's got this game in hand pretty easy. I think the one thing that, you know, you and me have discussed the order of these games and how that, I think that this is going to kill the um, the NFL for ratings wise because it's the Saturday night game and it's going to be low scoring. But I think for real true football fans like you and me, and me, um, I like watching defensive battles. And I think that that's what we're going to see here. I think you nailed it on the under. I think this game's going to be slow. Washington's going to be doing a lot of stuff on defense. They're going to be really pressure on Brady. I think Tampa Bay's not going to necessarily struggle on defense against Washington, but I think if Washington can get a good game plan and can just figure out how to dink and dunk and move the ball down the field, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, I'm excited for all three of these. Yeah, I think... That last game, though, the one thing that I really have kind of focused on with um, Tampa Bay is their schedule. They, they they didn't beat playoff teams. Yeah. Um, they lost to the Saints twice. They lost to Chicago Bears. They did. That's that right. Weird, yep. And they lost to Kansas City. The only playoff team they were able to beat was Green Bay in that really weird game. And that Green was a Bay weird won. game. Yeah. Green Bay dominated them for one quarter, and then it just fell apart, you mm-hmm. know, on a pick six, and then another pick right off the bat, right, I think the next play. Um, so, I mean, they're beating a lot of, you know, the Rams beat them. I mean, they, they just don't beat, they haven't beaten any good teams this year. So I don't know how much I trust them. And for all bad, you know, I don't, I don't know if Washington's, you can barely count them as a playoff team, but they have an elite unit up front, which yep. is always giving, you know, those things have always given Brady trouble. I mean, that's, that's what the Rams did to him. That's what Chicago did to him. Um, you know, I, I just I don't know. I have a weird feeling about this game. I, I just don't know, especially if Mike Evans doesn't end up playing. And I don't see after seeing that injury. I know it looks saying, horrible. Yeah, there's no structural damage, but I mean, if he's not 100, percent I'd be I'd be really concerned if I were them. So, um, like I said, I like Tampa Bay to win this game, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than seven and a half points, especially in Washington. I see that definitely being a real possibility. All right. Well, um, so everybody, check out regularguysports.com. I'm going to have my article out tomorrow. Um, with my picks for this weekend, you know, getting way over 500. This has been an amazing yeah. year. So hopefully people have been betting with me because it's been it's been pure gold. I've been making money. Um, yeah. Um, so this weekend, kind of the schedule is going to be for podcasting. Is we are going to um, on Saturday night after the game after the late game, we're going to do a quick podcast, kind of review the day, and then look ahead to Sunday. And then we'll be back next week for um, you know the next the next weekend of football action. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. We'll see you guys. Saturday. Uh, James, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Um, Everybody stay safe.